Hey, everybody. Welcome to our first week of Game On High School Football as we take a look around the area um, about what we can expect and, you know, the big games coming up. I'm Drew Markle from the Intel and the Courier Times. I've been a sports writer there for a long time. I'm joined this year uh, by Daryl Dobas, who many of you know is the play-by-play voice of WNPV. Uh, Daryl, welcome to the welcome to the podcast, which we'll be doing every week going forward. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Now I get to step up with the big boys. Now here I get to work with you. Uh, <laughs> well, easy, Daryl. It's <laughs> that I, I don't know about that, but we'll uh, we'll try to be informative. We'll try to be fun. Um, we'll try to answer some you know questions about what you know what to expect. We enter this season, Daryl. Obviously, you know you look at you know last year was unprecedented. You had teams because of the of the, the darn pandemic. We had you know you had teams that were uh, that didn't play. You know, you had Harry S. Truman didn't play uh, in the fall. Morrisville didn't play in the fall. Um, you know, Cheltenham didn't play in the fall. Fortunately, you know, Truman and Cheltenham were able to play a couple of games in a uh, in a spring league that was quickly put together. Um, and you had other teams. You know, a lot of the SOL teams only played five games. So because of that, they you know they 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 shrunk the district playoffs down to only four teams instead of the usual. 16 in class 6a it was just a weird year all around and i and and obviously we're all hopeful that we don't go through anything like that again with uh you know this new delta variant and all that other stuff so just a normal year um would be great uh and let's let we're gonna we'll look at it as being a normal year and we're just gonna go from there um and we'll start out with uh you know first of all you know I mean, what do you like? I mean, who, do you, who are you looking at as far as local teams in, in the in the big schools, um, you know, making the most noise? Well, first of all, it, I'm surprised that a lot of teams didn't try to add on games. Um, I give kudos uh, to the gang out at Quakertown. Um, they had their five games like just about everybody else did. But the PIAA said, look, we're not going to do playoffs any further. However, you can schedule games as long as we have playoffs going on. And Quakertown did. Some of them were last minute. Some of them were a couple in advance. And they took on, you know, Perkyoman Valley. And they brought in Upper Moreland, which ended up winning the districts in 4A. So um, if you're looking for interesting, Quakertown's one of them because they're always that team that you think they're good enough, but. And they're always that 8-2 and two team, that, you know, 7-3 and three team. And they look good early and then they falter uh, at the end, they had a nice season, five and three. Um, had a couple of tough teams on the back end of a weird year. Uh, you know, you've got a Will Stike, the quarterback, uh, who did very well. He's got a nice balance of of players to go to offensively. The biggest key always is size and speed. Do they have enough to compete with the best? And when I say the best, who's the first one we have to mention? You you, you feel like we're homers, but we're not. It's North Penn. North right. Penn. Even though they didn't make the postseason, they lost one game. And the Chamonix lost one game. Two of the best in District 1, but it wasn't good enough for the postseason in a five-game set. North Penn is one of those that you cannot rule out making a deep run. Ryan Zelt, the quarterback, a junior who gave up baseball to concentrate on football, already getting looks. And Kalani Eaton. Man, I wish they gave him five more games. How many running backs anywhere, let alone in this area, do you see put up a grand in yardage on the ground in five games? Right. That is impressive. And it, those are the two. They're going to be keyed on this year. 
So, you know, the Chamonix, obviously, they're always big in North Penn. If you're looking a little closer to where we're located, you know, you got to look at Penderton Satterton. It was Satterton's a fluke. You know, I don't say it to be rude. Ed Gallagher, heck of a coach. You know, they deserved the win. Penridge, did they just have a misstep? You know, they uh, they lose Shane Hartzell, you know, uh, just an outstanding two-way player, and Phil Pachotti coming in and taking the reins of what has been a very stingy defense, especially the linebacker core. They're going to have to hold ground until the offense, since they lost Croyle, will have to get in gear. Right. I mean, Daryl, I agree with you on, on most of those things. You, you look at it, um, you know, you, you mentioned North Penn. You know, they, they lose the, their opener, you know, uh, you know, Tuna Chamonix, and then they, they rattle off four in a row. They don't get in because if you didn't, you didn't make the playoffs unless you're undefeated. Um, and they, I had more than one coach say to me at the end of the year uh, that the North Penn was maybe been the best team in the district and they just didn't get a chance. So, you're right. You always have to count them in. You know, Satterton, I, I, I disagree with you a little bit there. I don't think it was a fluke. That was a pretty darn good team last year, and he's got some pieces back this year too. Oh, I don't what think it was a fluke. I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see if it was a, a fluke because Satterton's been one of those teams that, again, they start strong, hit a weak spot, and then try to come back late. They've been pretty good over the last couple of years here. I'm not saying it was a fluke by a long shot. They deserved it. But I'm saying this is people are going to wonder, was this just a product of five games or is this right, a team right. to be reckoned with? Absolutely. The uh, We're going to find out a lot on Friday when uh, Satterton plays at North Penn and when one of the you know biggest games of the of the year right off the bat. So that should be a good one. Uh, and then you also have the Chamonix hosting Wood. You know, Wood now has to play uh, has to play up because of the new the new PIAA rule that went into effect. That, that dealt, you know, if you had a lot of success on the state level and you had a, you know, and or you had a couple of transfers come in, you had to move up in classification. So now, you know, Wood, is have, Wood has to do that. And they're now playing in, you know, in 6A, which means just to get out of their Catholic League Red Division, you know, you're sitting on, you know, St. Joe's Prep, the three-time um, defending state champs, and LaSalle, which, you know, goes into the season as far as you know our area is concerned i mean they were number one in our poll at the end of last year they are they are loaded with you know some tremendous some tremendous players so it'll be it's just it's shaping up to be you know you know pretty good stuff um as always all around uh, you mentioned penridge you know with phil Pichotti who who, 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 along with Hartzell last year, were, were fantastic. Um, I, I don't think any of us would be surprised if, you know, come Friday night, Pachati's in the backfield running the ball for Penridge, which, you know, something Hartzell did, you know, so well for years. I, I could see, uh, you know, head coach Cody Muller, you know, putting him back there, you know, your, your best athlete. Um, and a kid, again, who's – he's got an offer, you know, 10 states on him and West Virginia's on him, Maryland, Rutgers – you know, all sorts of teams. Yeah, it just it, it just keeps you it gets you excited, you know, for what's to come. And I, I I agree with you again, going back to you know, with the Penridges and the Soutertons and the North Pens and you know, Quaker Town will you know will be there. And and Wood I think will be there and LaSalle is at the top of the heap until, you know, 
somebody, you know, knocks them off. You know, their big game comes in October when they play Pratt. You know, they you haven't. Mentioned, you mentioned Shane Hartzell. Hartzell, or, or excuse me, uh, Pachotti. Pachotti, like Hartzell, started at linebacker as a freshman. Pachotti had to get a lot of work when Hartzell went down with an injury uh, two years ago. Obviously, last year was uh, Hartzell's senior year. But Pachotti had a similar injury. I've seen Pachotti play since Pop Warner. He was dominant for Penridge in the Pop Warner unfortunately broke his leg in a game late season. My son's team was worried about him because he was so dominant, didn't have to face him, and uh, it, the Penridge program suffered. But fortunately, he came back strong. He's a multi-sport athlete, very tough on the basketball court too. Now he's not playing basketball at Penridge, but he did play travel ball up through freshman year. And he was pretty darn good, too. So this isn't just some stud linebacker. This is a guy who is an athlete, okay? And the name Pachotti, anybody who knows local sports in the Bucks County, uh, Montgomery County area knows the name Pachotti. I don't have to go any further. But right. this guy, he, he's a smart player. He's a good kid. And he is very tough, very versatile. So he is going to be someone to look out for. You mentioned LaSalle. LaSalle is like four deep at running back. I yeah. saw them two years ago uh, calling a game at North Penn, and they dismantled North Penn, and they didn't have to worry about their quarterback. They just ran all over him. Sam Brown could easily be player of the year, not only okay. in the Catholic League, but look for him. It stays healthy, gets his touches. Him and Kalani Brown, they're going to be fighting for a chance at All-State. Oh, absolutely. And with Sam Brown, I mean, Rutgers, Rutgers got him, and that's, that's a nice – that's a nice get for Rutgers. And also, you know, Abdul Carter for LaSalle, another senior, he's gone to Penn State. You know, he, a, a stud defensive player. He'll play tight end. I mean, they'll use him all over the place. Yeah, they're, in, they're in good shape, too. It's, you know, Friday, you know, Friday night can't get here quickly enough, you know, for all of us, um, you know, who love high school football. And, I, and yeah. I, let's. Let's, let's defenses, defenses are shaking. And by the way, I, I meant Kalani Eaton, not Kalani Brown. Right. My fault. I got you. <laughs> okay. The uh, and let's touch a little bit, uh, Daryl. You look at you mentioned Upper Moreland. They have a lot back. Senior quarterback Byron Hopkins is back. Um, senior running back Cam Jackson is back. Upper Moreland won its first PAA uh, state playoff game in school history last year. A ton of returning players. Um, you know they're going they're going to be a tough out, especially come playoff time when they're playing schools their own size. Yeah, and that's amazing to say because Upper Moreland they have had some teams that have just been so dominant uh, in the area, and to think that they haven't won a state game before is is kind of uh, kind of amazing. But the I did get to see them. I saw Quakertown a lot last year, and Quakertown really did manhandle Upper Moreland. Now Upper Moreland was getting right on the edge of getting ready for districts and then the States. So maybe they weren't trying some things, but they really looked out of sync against Quakertown managed to turn it back on. Obviously it's a, it's a two uh, level jump from four a up to six a uh, in, in what they were playing, but they really looked off the spread offense really wasn't working. So it's going to be imperative that whatever corrections they made at the end of last season that got them into the state playoffs, they continue with that. They come out of the shoot with Council Rock South, who really had a, a down year along with Council Rock North, an Archbishop Ryan team that has been improved. And then you get into the, the teeth of a schedule that is pretty interesting. 
Phoenixville, Wissahickon, Cheltenham. Okay, Cheltenham might be the one. You wonder how they're going to be. They just played in the fall. Are they going to be good coming back? Uh, you know, tenants improve. Springfield Monco's back there, 4A. So a lot of 5As that they've got in the mix. Down the stretch, though, PW and, uh, and Tenant are going to be two of the ones that are going to be real interesting late uh, season ball games here for Upper Moreland to really see where they're at and are they ready to repeat as district champs. Gotcha. And also, I don't want to don't want to leave out um, uh, Palisades up in District 11. The, they're the only – they're located in District 1, but they're the only District 1 school in District 11. Great year last year under head coach uh, Rami Musa. They go 8-2. and two, They win a district title. Um, and they've got some nice, you know, nice pieces back too. All right. Uh, again, I, I appreciate everybody joining us, um, you know, for this podcast, our first podcast, we'll be doing this, uh, every Monday and it'll be, it'll be online and you can look for it there. And amongst all those things, um, you know, feel free to reach out to us, any questions or anything, but we look forward to the start of the season Friday and we'll be back next Monday to talk about what happened Friday and what to look forward to in week two. So for Daryl Dobas, uh, I'm Drew Markle. Thanks for watching, and we will see you soon.